The Pelicans did something in free agency by signing center Cody Zeller. This move might not seem like a big deal, but it tells us a trade is coming. It's Monday's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider Credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you on this Monday, another week's worth of shows. And yeah, I'm planning on having five shows this week, even with the July 4th holiday in here. So if you want to know everything going on around the Pelicans, become an every day of Locked On Pelicans, Monday through Friday, covering everything with you that you want, including Cody Zeller. And this actually is a bigger deal than it might seem on the surface, because frankly, it's not the most exciting player, and I don't think he's going to have a very big role. So if you want to know what's coming next, that is the third segment of today's show. We're going to go Herb Jones extension, Cody Zeller as a player, and then what comes next, which is a trade. And they all kind of flow together for a reason, so we're doing it that way. But if you want to skip ahead, I do not blame you. Jump to the third segment. It's usually around like 17, 18 minutes in. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code Locked On. So, the Pelicans' quiet start to free agency outside of re signing Herb Jones to an extension and then going and bringing in another center in Cody Zeller. Let's start with Herb Jones because this is one that needs to kind of go chronologically. We knew this was coming. If you listen to Friday's episode, I said he was going to sign for fifty, a four-year, $53 or $54 million deal, depending on how you are rounding, essentially, $54 million. This is no surprise to anybody. And frankly, this is a smart piece of business, I think, for the Pelicans. It costs them flexibility in terms of free agency and the salary cap this year. So if you're wondering why they weren't doing anything in the beginning, we'll get to that. But it's essentially because they signed Herb to this extension now and put the new salary on the books for this season instead of dealing with this in a year. But in a year, Herb Jones could have gotten more money and you'd be looking at four years more than $54 million. So this is a win-win all around. Herb Jones gets paid this year starting at I think at $12 million, maybe a little bit more than that. And then instead of the 1.8, and the Pelicans get him cheaper overall. Everyone, everyone goes home happy here. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, locking up your guy on a fairly team-friendly deal, I think is awesome. Rewarding a player that has been great for you, that you found, developed yourself, also an awesome thing. One of my favorite parts of this, one of my favorite parts of this deal, of this contract, though, was every Pelicans teammate being so excited for Herb Jones. You saw the video from Jose Alvarado basically freaking out that Herb Jones got the bag Love it. You saw Larry Nance Jr. post the GIF, the GIF, whatever, the meme of Herb Jones fishing. Yeah, Herb Jones can buy a nice expensive boat now. Probably could have bought a nice boat, you know, on a $1.8 million salary, but $12 million makes that a whole lot easier. So great for Herb Jones. This is awesome. And the team benefits from it too. 
I dig this. This is just a great thing. The way they signed him, though, an early bird rights exception, is also important because it preserved spending power for the Pelicans in free agency. It still left them use of the mid-level exception. And for the Pelicans, depending on what they want to do, there's two mid-level exceptions available. There's the non-taxpayer mid-level exception and the taxpayer mid-level exception. We'll look at those in a second. They haven't touched either of those, and that's okay. They've left a lot of those open the past couple of years that they've used to sign other guys too and not take money about out of next season's kind of budget by using that very creatively. Jose Alvarado is a good example of that. Same with Najee Marshall as well. Maybe they'll use that non-taxpayer mid-level exception or one of the mid-level exceptions to sign a guy like EJ Liddell in the future to an NBA contract. He's still on a two-way. I don't think they're going to change that just yet. So it gives them, in theory... Spending power outside of just veteran minimum contracts. They have something that they can use. That is a useful thing. However, by signing Herb Jones to that extension now, I'd said earlier, it kills off a lot of flexibility this season. And it kills off a lot of flexibility because the Pelicans have never paid the luxury tax. One of two franchises in NBA history to have never done that. And by signing Herb Jones to that extension... It essentially put them right at the tax. Depending on the numbers that you're using, they were about like half a million into the luxury tax or about a half million under the luxury tax. Either way, you're on it. And if you're not going to pay the luxury tax, you can't really do anything else. So it limits them spending in free agency. So for the first couple of days, they did nothing because they didn't have any money to spend because, well, they weren't going to go into the luxury tax. So names that we would have liked to have seen. I was big on Drew Eubanks for this team. Other players. They just didn't have the money or any of those guys. Brooke Lopez at $24 million, whatever it was, they didn't have the money for that. They couldn't really do anything in free agency other than wait. You don't need to sign veteran minimum guys right away. You want to sign someone to the mid-level? Yeah. But if you went out and you got a Max Struess or a Gabe Vincent, you are going to be deep, deep, deep into the luxury tax. And it's very clear the team didn't feel like doing that or didn't think those guys were worth paying the luxury tax for. And that's why they were quiet to start free agency because of the Herb Jones extension. But I'd rather lock up Herb Jones for, any, for an extended period of time for four years than sign any of the players that were signed in the early days of free agency that the Pelicans, in theory, could have afforded. So I think it's okay. There was trade-offs. There were downsides. I told you this on Friday's show that this is how it would go. And it is how it went, and that is fine. But they did finally make a signing, and it was Cody Zeller. Anyone excited? No? Maybe? Let's look at Cody Zeller as a player, what his role will be on the team next season, but why signing Cody Zeller isn't actually the biggest part of signing Cody Zeller. I'll explain him the player and why a trade is coming and why the signing tells us a trade is coming. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. 
You want to go and pick two to six players. And if they go score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on entry, any entry. And the best part is you're not competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. And prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes the NBA, MLB, which is in season right now, Formula One, soccer, whatever it is, you can get in on it over at prize picks and entries can be made in 60 seconds or less they also offer safe and fast withdrawals so download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com sign up and play daily fantasy sports first time users can receive a 100 instant deposit match up to 100 with promo code locked on if you deposit 100 you're going to get 100 if you deposit 50 prize picks will give you 50 don't forget enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 and thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday. We'll be with you every single day this week. In tomorrow's show, if you're an everydayer, let's look at some of the guys they signed to the Summer League roster. Are there anyone that maybe can make the opening day roster? Any surprise guys? And what are they going to do with the other, the third two-way contract? We'll take a look at all of those players in tomorrow's episode of Locked On Pelicans. So become an everydayer and never miss an episode. You want to support the channel? It's the best thing you can do. We're going to have a whole new studio in here. Sorry if it's a little bit echoey. New background. Well, the background will be similar, but it's going to be upgraded. All of that. I'm excited. So bear with me as I go through a little bit of renovation here into the Locked On Pelicans studio. Full studio. I'm excited. So become an everyday ever, never miss. And if you want to support the channel other than listening Monday through Friday, comment down below on YouTube. So Cody Zeller, the basketball player. Are we excited about this move? In one sense, sure. In one sense, eh. He's a 30-year-old. He'll be 31 next season that hasn't really been in the league a ton the past two years, to be perfectly honest with y'all. This move is a little bit of insurance, you know, after letting Jackson Hayes go, Billy Hernan Gomez go, they needed some depth at center. And if you look around at the center depth, it's pretty bleak. Guys that you could sign in free agency that are center positions in the NBA, not good right now. So given that, if you look at who was available, you know, Mo Bamba maybe is going to command more than a veteran minimum. You know, Zeller's $3.1 million next season. If this team's being cheap, Maybe Bamba's out, but also Bamba got injured last year and wasn't great in the postseason or towards the end of the season for the Los Angeles Lakers because he's not that good. So Zeller on a vet min is fine. He showed us some stuff in the postseason for the Miami Heat. You know, but if you look at his past couple of years, he was on his way out of the league. Last season, he spent most of it not playing. He was in training camp with the Utah Jazz to start the year and did, didn't get a contract. You know, the Miami Heat brought him in late in the season. He played 15 games in the regular season for them, okay? You know, played in the playoffs and wasn't terrible, but I wouldn't say he was good. You know, for the Miami Heat on their run to the NBA Finals, he played well against Nikola Jokic in the lone finals game, that game two that the Miami Heat won. But if he's playing big minutes for New Orleans... It's bad news. The past two years, he's only played in 42 games on average. No, less than that. It's 42 games combined. So he's played a quarter of or half of one season. So a quarter of the games that he could play in the past two years is what he's played in due to injuries, which is not great here in New Orleans. 
and he averaged 13.6 minutes, 5.6 points per game, four and a half rebounds, but doesn't really offer you much rim protection. He can defend a little bit on the perimeter. He's not a bad rebounder, but he's not an elite rebounder. The way to view Cody Zeller right now is he's an insurance policy. You know, that's not sexy. You don't, you're not thrilled you have life insurance or you're not like, oh, look at what I, look at the coverage that I have on my home, right? No, you don't talk about that with people and you're not like showing that off, but it's needed. You've got to have it. And the Pelicans needed something like this. So, okay, like, sure. You know, of all the things they could do, I would have preferred other players, but those guys, you know, Drew Eubanks went on a vet minimum to a better team in the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, you know, New Orleans doesn't have a chance when they're competing with things like that. You know, Zeller doesn't have a big role. He's going to be behind, as of now, hold that thought for a moment, Zion Williamson, Jonas Valanciunas, and Larry Nance Jr. And he could be behind EJ Liddell, though. We're going to do a whole show on EJ Liddell in the future, so we don't need to jump to all of that right now. You know, that's who he's kind of behind. It doesn't mean there's a lot of minutes there for him, I think. And it sh- there shouldn't be. But I think if you've got a guy that, okay, we have foul trouble for Jonas, we can send this guy in because it's a similar mold of a player. Great. That's fine. You know, if Jonas gets hurt or someone gets hurt and you've got to play him a couple of minutes in a couple of games, you have no problem doing that with Cody Zeller. But when I've seen people say like, oh, he's going to be good for New Orleans, not going to play enough is not a sexy signing. This is not a, you know, a big signing or anything like that. It's just one that they needed to add some depth because all of a sudden things were looking pretty thin and now they have another body there, but I wouldn't say it looks necessarily less thin. You know, he's played under James Borrego. Okay. That's great. But this isn't a guy that, you know, even when he's playing is going to have a big role. He sets good screens, moves relatively well for who he is, can defend bigger guys somewhat. Okay. That's about it. That's all they need him for. I don't think he's going to have a significant role with this team, and I don't think we should expect that. You know, the biggest thing about signing Cody Zeller is not signing Cody Zeller. It's that it tells us a trade is coming. It tells us a trade is coming because this puts the Pelicans into the luxury tax, you know, two, three million dollars into it. So a trade is coming. The question is, what type of trade? Big trade or smaller, unfun kind of trade? Let's look at that and what might happen from those two. Sorry, coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team, covering the Pelicans and the NBA Every single day, like no one else is. If you're an everyday or you're going to hear about some of the summer league roster tomorrow, who are some of the surprises? You know, what are the chances that Carlo Makovich, Pelican's second round pick from last year, has of making the team? EJ Liddell in his role. What are we looking for from Dyson Daniels? All of that and some of the unexpected names. Who gets that additional two-way contract? We'll break it all down for the everydayers in tomorrow's episode. You want to support the channel beyond that? Comment down below on YouTube. Okay. We kind of got through the chronological part, and it has to do with the salary cap and the luxury tax, doesn't it? Herb Jones puts you at the luxury tax, basically right at it. Cody Zeller puts you into the luxury tax. From what we understand, they don't 
want to pay the luxury tax. So this means a trade is coming. Unless they are paying the tax, and if you're paying the tax to sign Cody Zeller, you better just always be paying the luxury tax. Because look, Cody Zeller is not worth paying additional money on and starting a repeater tax, especially if it means you won't do that again in the future. If you're going to do it for Cody Zeller, you better do it all the time. So this means a deal is coming, and it's going to be one of two types. The first, which we'll get through kind of quickly here, is just a straight salary dump. You move off Kyra Lewis Jr. and duck under the tax. You can do this at any point in time. You don't need to do this before the season starts. You just need to do this before the end of the season, which for the Pelicans with a guy like Kyra Lewis Jr. means you get this deal done by the trade deadline and you're good. Simple simple as that. Maybe you need to include second round picks to send him to someone in cap space or there's a team that finds him somewhat intriguing and wants to take a flyer on him. Whatever it might be, you basically send him out without getting anything in return. I think if you could get two second round picks for Kyra Lewis Jr., this team would take it. It gives you two second round picks, which have more value now, and it saves you about four and a half million dollars, putting you under the luxury tax. Pelicans, it's disappointing that that's the case, but they're happy because they're not spending extra money. Or there's a bigger trade. And from the bigger trade side of things, there's two aspects to this too. So we're branching off even more here. A bigger trade is say a Jarrett Allen type of move potentially still on the trade block, according to Mark Stein. So you can still save salary in a move for a better player. You could package Jonas Valanciunas, Kyra Lewis Jr., and something else and take back less money. Maybe you need to include additional picks, something like that, or another young player to make that happen. It's not fun to do that, but you can do it and get your guy in Jared Allen and still get under the luxury tax, but you're giving up additional assets to do that and probably significantly. Or, and I'm not saying that this is likely, you just actually pay the tax and maybe you can convince ownership to do that. Think about it for a moment. A starting lineup of CJ McCollum, Herb Jones, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and... Jared Allen, you can throw Trey Murphy in there somewhere too. That team on paper, because it's dependent on health, right, is really good. Really good. While paying the luxury tax for Cody Zeller, you know, and the rest of this roster is not worth it. If you can add Jared Allen to it, yeah, Jared Allen, if you could add him to this roster as your center, is someone that's worth paying the luxury tax for. So if you add some more salary while trading out Jonas Valanciunas, well, I would pay the luxury tax for that. I think ownership should pay the luxury. I think ownership should always pay the luxury tax. But I think you could also convince them that this team is an actual contender and something that ownership should do. And look, if you were ever going to do it, it would be this roster now. CJ, Herb, B.I., Zion, Allen, Trey Murphy is in there. Jose Alvarado is in there. Larry Nance Jr. is in that rotation. Does Dyson Daniels take a leap? You know, is Jordan Hawkins in there too? I'm probably forgetting somebody. You know, when are you going to get a better team on paper than that? If not paying the luxury tax now, then when, if ever? And so maybe it's just time to push ownership to do that. If you're David Griffin, Trajan Langdon, Swin Cash. And say, look, we can go get Jared Allen. We're going we're gonna to do what we need to do. And we have as good of a team as we've ever had here in New Orleans. And that would be the best team on paper since they've been the Pelicans that they've ever had. 
So you need to pay the luxury tax because look, we're doing everything we can. It might fail. Then we just blow it up and you save a ton of money in the future. So this Cody Zeller move means a trade is coming. I don't know what type yet. I guess there's three types. Salary dump. You can still upgrade the center position while saving money. Just use a bunch of those future assets to do so. Or just say, hey, we're going all in and we're going to pay the luxury tax. I like that one. Let me know of those three. What do you think is going to happen? What type of trade is going to happen? Salary dump, upgrade, but use other stuff to kind of make it work within the salary cap. Or is it going to be just go make a big move and pay the luxury tax? Because I think all of those could be on the table right now. One less so compared to others. I'm like looking at my phone and making sure that I'm not missing any sort of things that are breaking as I record this right now. So more to come on tomorrow's episode when it comes to Summer League for the Pelicans. Again, sorry if the audio quality is a little bit not as good as it normally is. Upgrading the studio, there'll be more soundproofing and things like that to help with some of the reverb if it sounds a little bit echoey. Let me know, I would say on Twitter, but who knows. I did create a blue sky. Thank you to the person who sent me the, the sign-up link to that, but I haven't really gotten it going yet, but feel free to add me there. Twitter's down, so we're going to be in the comments down below on YouTube. I'll spend some time on Monday responding to y'all there. So ask your questions, get them in there, give me ideas for other shows. We'll talk Summer League roster, EJ Liddell a little bit more in the future, Carlo Makovic tomorrow, others as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you become an everyday of Locked On Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with y'all tomorrow.